everyone, welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel. We're back with the Evermore podcast. Another fantastic week in the life of Newcastle United. I've been joined by two of our best squad members. I've got the man who's going to rename his cat Arteta because it never fucking sits still. Mark is here and he's been rehydrated with cockney tears. Carl is back in the house. How are we doing, lads? Good evening, man. That was brilliant. I'll <laughs> get you. I'll get you. Good to see you as always, boys. Good to see you. Nice to have you back, Carl, as well, for your festive break, mate. So yes. we've got loads to get stuck into in a minute. Just before we do, a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already, please click that like and subscribe button. We'd love you to come on board. We have, we've had a few more subs in the last few days, which is awesome. I think we're on like 2,255, Mark. Is that right? I think. I just about, I think. About yeah, that, right about that. Yeah, they're about. So, yeah, just uh, do us a favour, hit that subscribe button. And if you don't, I'm going to give you a yellow card, just like Andy Madley did last night, all right, because I've had enough of it. Smash that subscribe button. Them, I hope you've What's that, mate? I said, I hope you've got <laughs> those cards. I, that's it, Carl. That's enough from you. There's a yellow card for you as well, mate. Come on, don't push it. I'll get the red out. I'll get the red out. Uh, you'll not regret it, lads. We've got loads of content here. Lads and lasses, you're all welcome. Free content. We don't charge anybody for anything. We just love talking about the club. And at the minute... Why not? It's an amazing club. We're live as well, so jump in the comments that a few of you have already. We're going to get stuck right in to the first the first segment of the night. We'll just we'll get a couple of these messages first. We've got KLW40793. That's very specific. Sounds like some kind of uh, formula for some kind of elixir. Nice I to see you. Might, I think that might be a relative of mine. Ah, fantastic. Well, you're welcome. Smash that button if you haven't already. We've got Davey. Good evening to you, Davey. Ash is there. Evening, folks. Happy New Year and all. That's it. You, Ash. Gibbo is in the house. <clears throat> and Roger, the Dodger, is in the house too. Good to see you, lads. Right, let's get stuck in then. So we're still laughing at the tears flowing from, uh, from the Thames, from the Arsenal fans. Defence was king, Carl, last night. I don't think anything's getting past these guys. This defence could stop fucking Thanos, couldn't they, mate? They're that good. How class are these? Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Um... I think it's definitely testament to. Um, I think I've seen a stat where Newcastle have conceded. Um, I think of the whole season in December of of like something that happened last December in terms of the whole, the whole like whole season itself kind of thing. So I think the defence at the moment. Um, I've seen a tweet out where someone was calling it injustice that Saka had three players around him. I, I mean, like I said before, like that's what you do with class players. You you protect. You're not just you know there to roll over. And I think it's not the first time we've heard this season when we had the um, Winge and Scousers who were doing it the same as well, even though they'd won. Um, saying about you know our tactics and what like that. What we're supposed to do? Just let lie over. I think I think the the defense, as Eddie says all the time, it's not just the back five. The defend from the front. And I think if you look like last night, you had in the first 10 minutes when Arsenal flew out of the blocks quite quick, and Dan Byrne had a bit of a tough start, but then quickly was yeah. shielded by Joel Linton and Willick. And I thought those three did an absolute brilliant job. Um, and you know what? And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Sam Maxman might not start is because I think Eddie's maybe still a little bit iffy about his defensive work, but in terms of what the, the, the what you're talking about, defence, it's just brilliant at the moment. It is. It's absolutely sensational. Mark, there was one player in particular that got was getting loads of uh, plaudits. And, you know, every time we see this kid play, he just seems to get better and better. I've, I've just been in getting involved in a Twitter debate as to whether he is better than Jonathan Woodgate, which is an interesting one. But, mate, how good is Sven Botman, Mark? I mean, this kid's right. 22 years old. He's just surely he's one of the best centre-halves in the, in the league, mate, isn't he? It's it, it, it's getting to the point where you start to argue he's one of the best in the world. It's maybe he's a little bit too early for that, but he's so good. Um, the stat, Carl, you were talking about before is that Newcastle have conceded less goals this season than they did in December of last year. That it, yeah. it was twelve goals in December last year, and it's only eleven in the league this season. So that's what I mean. I mean that tells you the the, the difference. Um, but but Botman has just been utterly sensational and. He just doesn't look flustered at all. It doesn't matter who he comes up against. Um, <clears throat> what's happening in the game, he's just brilliant. Um, he's great on the ball, which in this day and age in the, in, in the league, you absolutely need. Um, he's good in the air. He's good to tackle. It, the, the, he doesn't have an issue at all. He's just brilliant. I think I might make a prediction I mean, now. I might make a prediction now. 
Sven Botman, young player of the season. It's a bold one, Carl, but you know what? The way he's playing, it, it's really hard to, to look past it. I mean, it's an interesting one just on there from Mash. You said it's becoming an insult to Botman to call him a Rolls Royce. There's currently nothing of his quality compared to him. He stands alone. Just on the back of that comment from Ash as well, um, I think I was talking to you, Mark, about this the other day, wasn't I, as well, that there's been some comments about how poor Van Dyke's been since he's come back from this injury, that his legs have gone a bit. Now, we were talking about this, I think, how the hell Holland could leave this guy at home for the World Cup and Sven Botman? You know, how good were their defence? But Van Dijk does look shaky. I mean, what Nizak played against him at Anfield, he absolutely tore up shreds. And you're looking at Botman, and I have not seen a player do that to him. Even Haaland, I think he fell asleep. He took his eye off once for Haaland. And it was probably, what was it, his second or third game or something? He, he just took his eye off Haaland for a second. That's all Haaland needs, and he scored. You know, but overall through the game, him and Shaw played really well against Haaland. And, and, and yeah. See, Haaland was in a game against Botman. I've not seen a centre-half get that close to Haaland all season. I think Botman, to me, I, I think you're right, Carl. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, if he's not young player of the year, he's got to get into that team of the season, hasn't he? Because who yeah. better than him at centre-half right now? I don't think no, there is. Man, there, 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 isn't, there isn't another centre-back on that level. Maybe it's Gabriel, you would, you'd would argue, for, for Arsenal, has been at that level. Saliba as well. So he, he's probably one of, the, you know, two of those three. But Botman's definitely up there with with both of those, if not above. Um, yeah, are you talking about Van Dyke? I think Van Dyke might be injured as well now. Again in a, a in a, so yeah, but they said it's apparently it's worse than what the first thought. So he might be oh, out for dear. a little while. So that's a big blow for them because he is shucks for Liverpool. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but they can't play Monopoly, lads. They can't just go out and buy another player. This tweet, oh. this tweet, Ash has come up with. This. I saw this doing the round on Twitter. I was absolutely killing myself laughing. So the tweet doing the rounds was: Botman could piss the bed and still have a clean sheet. I think that is that is just superb. That is sometimes Twitter comes out with some absolute pearlers, and that that is that is definitely one of them. But I think going back to the to the lads as a whole, um, you're right, Carl. I think the first ten minutes or so, I was really worried about Burn. I text Mark. And I said, is this the night the Burnett left-back experiment is gone? Because he's getting absolutely toasted here. And I think credit definitely goes to the lads, call, But I think credit also goes to the sideline because I think Jason Tindall spied that really early. And he told yeah. Willock and he told Joe Litton to sit back and protect them, as you rightly say. And because of the engine those lads have, I know yeah. we're going to talk about players linked to the club and everything and all these sexy players and everyone else, but you can't, you can't underestimate the graft that these lads are putting in to cover a player like Byrne, who's, who's obviously getting targeted as a weakness, mate. We, we never had that before, Carl, but that's why we used to get rinsed by these teams. Yeah, I think and I think it's that's unfairly um, what Sean Longstaff um, gets unfairly mm. criticised as well because um, he has an engine and I think that's what Eddie Howe's sides now are. They're that high-pressing, big-engine um, teams and I think especially you know the I think we've said this before but I think the reason why it works with Dan Byrne at left back yes he does get maybe rinsed a couple of times but they do the guys you know back back him up and and, and support him but because Trippier bombs so forward so much you need that protection and as I said numerous times it all but all of a sudden becomes a back three with Shaw Botman and, and Byrne and it works really, really well because you yeah. talk about Sven Botman being left-footed, but I've seen, um, I think Adam on the chat as well loves him, but he's spraying these 60, 70-yard ball oh. passes with his left and his right foot. So yeah, he's exactly. got everything. And I think that's why, you know, I was rightly concerned myself the way Arsenal flew out of the blocks. But, you know, the, 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 the coaching team spotted that and said, right, you know, this is what you need to do. And that's possibly why Sam Maximan at the moment is a casualty of not starting because maybe they don't trust his defensive work. And that's something you may have to work on to get into the team or you may actually leave. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Carl, just to bring you in on that, Mark. We were talking about John Joe Shelby, you know, after he got his injury, which is unlucky for John Joe. But I think Carl's just hit the nail on the head there. The way Sven Botman plays the game, you don't need Shelby coming back and getting in these guys' way because they do it so well. The way he sprays that ball, as Carl rightly says, Mark, that I think that spells the end probably for John Joe Shelby at this football club that, that Botman has that ability. Would you would you agree, mate? 
Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, it's it's not just Botman, it's, it's Shaw as well. Shaw's been yeah. released a little bit. I always said this when Shelby was on the side, it, 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 especially under under the previous manager, you lost a, a good portion of what, what Fabian Shaw does well, and that's that's passing the ball. And when Shelby's coming and taking the ball from two often from two yards away, it's not what you want. You want Shaw to run into that space in front of him to drive forward and then play the ball. I mean, there was prime example last night when he when he, he it loads forward and put the ball through to um to Callum Wilson, who got who eventually got the shot away. That's what you want from Fabian Shaw. That's that's what his game is, and, and you lose that as soon as you 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 ask him to just deliver the ball two yards to the, the player just in front of him, but the the pair of them just complement each other so well. And and Botman's delivery, like you say, called left or right foot, is 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 just brilliant. And there was a was it the the ball that he pinged. It must have been 60, 70 yards to um, to Trippier last night. Bang on the money. Um, you know, it was it was over the head of. Was it Zinchenko or, or Shaka um, that was over that side at that point? And there was no, there was no hesitation. He just pinged it, and it was it was just brilliant. Yeah, it's ju- just a comment there before we, we get we get some more on, on the yeah. game. Just uh, we've got um, uh, Al Stapleton there in the comments said hasn't slept for forty one hours. I hope we don't send you to sleep, mate. I hope you stay awake for the episode. So uh, <laughs> great to see you in the comments. And uh, j- just this point here, actually, Carl, I was going to mention this as well. The PDK has jumped in. Wilson, Wilson was off his game last night. I thought Wilson looked a bit rusty last night. And I know Audi said in the in the chat, didn't he, that at one point Howe was telling them to stop pressing. Because yeah. I think do you think he was just a little bit too keen to impress and he burnt himself out, which is why he got hooked early, do you think, mate? I still don't think he's hundred percent right. He doesn't, doesn't look right, does he? Doesn't look right. I think obviously he didn't um he came on against Leeds and nothing happened. When he came on, nothing really happened when some I think when Sam Maxman came on against Leeds. I don't think he touched the ball for about seven minutes. And I think Wilson yeah. as well, he, he he does try, but it is a little bit of a concern. When he's on his game, he's 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 a top, top striker and he can finish all day long. But just there's always some kind of doubt with him. And if we yeah. are to progress, unfortunately, there's going to be casualties along the way. And I think the club um, and... Eddie, the way he is, I think there will be some casualties in the summer. Um, and I'm not saying Wilson will be sold because it might be someone like Wood who would go out. But then if we signed another striker, you know, to compliment Isaac, who you've spent 60 odd million on, Wilson may come in for maybe some of the, with, with all due respect, some of the games that you might want to rest some players because he can't yeah. do that because he, he does burn himself out or. He plays two, three, two, three, four games in a row, and then he's out for eight games, nine games with an injury. Well, it, it's interesting just because you know we we have, we have got a, um, an image about this, Mark. Just just to bring this in, you know, talking about Wilson's Wilson's um, injury and illness record. This is an unbelievably positive sight, isn't it, to see for all Newcastle fans that Alexander Rizak is now back in full training. Um, I've got a sneaky feeling, and we're going to talk about the cup at the end. But I've got a sneaky feeling we might see him against Sheffield Wednesday, you know, whether it be on the bench or whether it be from the start, if he's in training already. Because how did say, Mark, didn't he? When he's fit, he's back in the squad. Do, do you think he's yeah. a lot closer than how he's given away? Maybe you think he's keeping his cards with chest a little bit? Well, this is this is Eddie all over, isn't it? He's going to play the cards really, really close to chest because he, he doesn't want to give too much away. This, we've seen this with transfers. We've seen this with team selection and stuff. So, you know, if he's... If he's close, I think he'll be in the squad. He, he may get 10 minutes at the end, depending on, on how the game's going. Um, if he's not ready, he's not ready. But the, yeah. the sight of him back in training is, is you know, is music to the, the ears of Newcastle fans, isn't it? Because it, it gives you just another quality option at, at that position. And you saw last night, you know, when, when you're taking Wilson off, to, to then bring on Chris Woods, who, yeah, nothing, in all fairness, nothing, isn't going to do anything in that game. It's it's the wrong sort of game for him. You're not lumping balls up to him and, and feeding off knockdowns. It's not that sort of game. Um, cool. but I just think I think Wilson needed the needed the rest at that point. So I think he had run himself run himself into the ground a little bit, despite not actually doing an awful lot. He just worked hard, according to. Um... Gary Neville, 
have bringing on Murphy and uh, Woodward a luxury. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Arsenal didn't have that. Arsenal didn't have that luxury. Apparently. And another thing, on, another thing on Isaac, I'm more impressed that the Castor badges are still on the shorts. Um, <laughs> honest, uh, than seeing Isaac. Um, back. He's not washed them. He's not washed no, them, Carl. That's yeah, why. Once, once he washes them, right. off. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, just before we, we get on to some of the antics that, that went on last night, we know where we're going to go with that one. Um, I've got to say, it, lads, Joe Linton's got to put that fucking header away, hasn't he? Either one of you can take that. I mean, I, yeah. I, honestly, I just I just sat and face palm for about five mm-hmm. minutes straight when I seen that back. I couldn't believe him. It, you know, when you see what he did. The who is it he scored the header against the other week, and you just think it Leicester, was, uh, Leicester, yeah, Leicester. Leicester, and you just you, you you're dropping into that position, you just go, just bury it. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I'm going to stick up for him a bit because I always, when I played football, I was one of that was one of my best attributes up in the air, and I think when the ball comes in, Shaw obviously flicks it on, and what mm. else says he was already going down for me, like into going for it and I think he misjudged the flight because if you look like it hits him it hits the it hits the top yeah. of his head and not straight on and that's yeah. why it goes up. Whereas if you had it has got a point Carl do you think the weather played a part in it as well because it was pissing it down do you think the weather was a bit to blame possibly or? possibly but I just think the way that he was going maybe it might have been a bit little bit slippy but you know that when he does connect with the header it's not the first time he's had a bullet header he can mm. score them. I, ju- I just yeah. think that flick and maybe the ground, I don't know. I just think it was because it hit the top of his head. And it, obviously, if it had to hit him square in, it was, for me, it was, it would have been buried in the back of the net. But like Sir Les said last night, like you've got to, you've got to take those chances. And we only yeah. had, I think we had a couple of little small chances and that was quite a big Chance that was that was the big one. I mean, speaking of Joe Linton, you know, he was I thought he was immense. I really yeah, did. Was. I mean, I, I gave Botman my man the match in the post match, but Joe came a real close second. I yeah. thought he was brilliant covering for Burn and everything else. He put in so many great challenges that this stupid referee um penalized for free kicks, him and Miggy. And this one in particular, Mark, and, and I'm gonna pass this over to you because you've been doing a lot of work on this. So this was one of Joe's challenges which led to the so-called scandalous penalty from the Lego-haired fucking Arsenal manager, which we're going to get into in a minute. Um, but this is a brilliant challenge. You can see that there, Mark, yeah. on that slide, can't you? You take it away, mate. Tell everyone why that's not that's not a foul. Oh, I mean, you can see on the picture, there's, there's, no, there's no debate about this. You, you, all you have to do is watch the game and look at that and go, yeah, it's not a foul. How that's a foul, how that's then a yellow card as well, is just... Beyond belief. Um, I wish. And then... Uh, sorry, and then sorry I wish you could, yeah. from the linesman's point of view, because he was the one that waved the flag, I wish there was some sort of thing, I wish there was something out there called VAR, or, you know, this um, Hawkeye, <laughs> where you could actually turn the angle around and see what the linesman said, because that picture there is a fucking joke. It's ridiculous. In terms of well, looking it? for that... As Mark it's, says, I mean that is that that that's schoolboy football, Mark, wasn't it? We played schoolboy football. If the referee give that in schoolboy, one of the parents would have chinned him. Like, what is going on with that? He's a professional referee, man. It was just, it was unbelievable for that to then follow into or to to then proceed the 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 penalty incident. <laughs> well, let's get that one the, up. This the, this this, this is what all the Arsenal it, fans were crying. And about, I've got to yeah. be honest, right? Let's look at yeah, that's a penalty. If that happens at any other tent, that's a penalty. But it yeah, shouldn't have been a free be... kick in the first place. The one yeah. at the other end on Burn was a penalty as well. So the rugby tackle, yeah, it's it, it swings and roundabouts for that. You know, it happens at one end, it happens at the other. The foul, it wasn't a foul. That was, if you know, you're looking at that. I've got to be honest. I'm not sure how that hasn't then been looked at and, and given as a, as a penalty because that, that's yeah. a foul all day long. But this, the the plain fact that that whole sequence was. It wasn't a foul in the first place, so that free kick should never have happened. No, and the second one, the second one that Arteta did is not about was was this one. Now, this is just fucking ridiculous, Carl. I'll get you get you in on this one in a minute. But Gary Neville said in the commentary, and Gary Neville was a a right back, a very good right back, as 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 most people will remember. And he said every time you slide in the block like that, your arms are always in that natural position. The ball surely hits Murphy in the arm, Carl. He doesn't actively move his arm to the ball. How can anybody describe that as a scandalous decision that he's not that that's not been given, mate? 
it's it's not an unnatural position where his arm is when you've just yeah. said he's sliding in. Look at look at Shaw. It's something that I think yeah. Botman's brought to the club. What we've we've already spoke to him, but you watch Botman every time when he's close like that. His hands are always behind his back. But the thing is with Murphy because he's the closest person, in my opinion, to to obviously the the attempted cross. Like you say, he's closing down. He's sliding in. Look at the distance between the foot and where Murphy is in that yeah. split second. There's no distance for the ball to travel. If the ball had travelled to where Shaw is, right, and it had hit Shaw's arm and it was out a little bit, then it you could say it's a penalty. But that is that is not a penalty. You've you've you, you've not got time to adjust your body, and and it's not an unnatural position. And the scandalous comments. I hope um, Joe, um, uh, Isaac Hayden. I read out as well. Someone tweeted Isaac Hayden got reprimanded by the FA for coming out and saying something against Chelsea when we got done down there. Now, yeah. that Gabriel Martinelli, uh, that Gabriel um, defender. Yeah, the centre half. He, he did something about it. Yeah, he tweeted something. And then you've had a comment like that from Arteta. So I think that club needs to be brought into distribute as well. Because not only were his antics, and I know we're going to probably get on to him, but you look at like what he was doing, I'm just thinking, what a knobhead. If he's behaving like that, you know, we're going to get into this now. But if he behaves like that, what, what does it what does it say to his players? But you know, we we've just shown their three lads on a podcast that looking at that, the stills of that, is there's not a penalty. So he's got VAR, he's got the ability to go look at it after the game and then go and talk to the press. But he was still batting that drum about how, you know, it was it was ridiculous and all this stuff. I mean, Mark, coming over to you for, for the Arteta thing, you were absolutely disgusted by this. What I love about this picture here is pretty clear that Eddie Howe, even the mild-mannered Eddie Howe, has given him the you-can-fuck-right-off-thumb, <laughs> which I thought was amazing to see I, that I side of Eddie Howe as well, mate. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Eddie get pissed off in my life and it takes something to get him to that point. But Jesus, I mean, he was dancing around on the sideline like, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, Carl, you, you asked for a video, little video to get put together earlier on with the, um, with Borny M as, as, a, as a background to him dancing around on the sideline. And it was just ludicrous. And, it, and he's, he's totally taken that side of Pep, hasn't he? Um, yeah. he's learned that from, from Pep and he, he just thinks he can he can go on down the sideline out of his technical area constantly but and and he's just the driving force then for the Arsenal players and if you watch every decision there's at least eight Arsenal players that then surround the referee and this happened last season um, when I mean we talked about it on, on the pod at that point there should have been eight Arsenal players booked for surround the referee, and it happened again last night. And to be fair, Newcastle were guilty of it as well. There were there were times when there were four or five Newcastle players that did it. I'm sorry, that at that point they've got to start this thing where if you if it's anybody but the captain that approaches the referee, and that that would go to book them all. Because the thing is, though, the quickest way to stop it. The th- a couple of things to add to that. So. I think it's it's this particular manage, manager's jumping up and down on the touchline and, and being in the linesman's face or the fourth official's face. Unfortunately, I think it's come from the continent. It's come from yeah, not, definitely. not the UK style of doing things. I don't really think it's been there. Yes, Ferguson used to be quite vol- um, up there. But Joe, it's, it's, Jose was really bad at it, wasn't he? Jose was yeah. really bad at it early on and, at Chelsea. And it's crept in a lot more. And like Mark yeah. said then, I think it needs to be stamped out because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't teach not only you just said Mark about if that was school kids, parents would have been kicking off. You you can't like what happens if it's a young manager or a young referee that don't yeah. want to play now because they've got um parents effing and jeffing and going on like that, or managers. I think it needs stamped out straight away. The thing yeah. about surrounding the referees as well, if you look at if you look at how two different sports are refereed, you look at rugby, where they call the referee sir, and they listen to what like the referee br- pretty much says straight away. Now you listen to me. That that Welsh guy, the referee, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. great. He's, he's great, the best yeah. referee 
And and the, the, the other referee that I put into his bracket was that uh, Pierluigi Colina. Psycho-wise. He just used to scream at the players. He was exactly. great. So, so, so you, I think there needs to be something done. But I think the difference between the Newcastle players surrounding the referee and the difference with um, Arsenal, I think the Newcastle players were in control behind Trippier, where he was saying, yeah. back off, yeah. I'm the captain, go away. Yeah. He's in control and he speaks to the referee. Whereas I looked at Arsenal and I've seen Man United do it when we played them, when Ronaldo tried yeah. to score that goal from... Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. That, you just cannot have that. You just can't have that. <laughs> He's swimming in his Scrooge McDuck ducks tails style bin in Saudi Arabia, I think. But, uh, but uh, just a couple of comments there. The, the lads pulled up. I think Roger was right. I'd have sent them off. I think the ref was weak there. I think he should have sent them off. So he sent Arteta to the stands. The way he was behaving was, was a disgrace. And I think Gibbo made a good point there about Trippier, and you did as well, Carl. There yeah. was one little bit of Trippier, which just summed up Trippier for me, was just after Bruno got booked for that challenge. And to be fair... It was probably a yellow card, but the ref could have warned Bruno. That kind of set the precedent of booking everybody left, right, and centre. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it was about five or six minutes after that something happened, and Bruno went steaming towards the referee, and Trippier went fuck off, and he shoved him out of the way straight away, and he just and Bruno just turned and walked away, you know, because yeah. he respects Trippier as his captain. Yeah, of You're right, Carl. You know, without that guy in the pitch, you know, we could have He's had a forever. I think he'll be a brilliant manager in the future. Oh, massively. Yeah, you can see it already. He's constantly coaching. And when people said last year when he was injured, why is he going on the coach and all the rest of it? And you need that, um, you need that mentality. We we spoke about the Sean Longstaff um, article um, on one of the last uh, when I um, told you guys about it, and then it was talked about how in one of his first days, you know, how came in and and bared all, bared all. The rest of the team have done that, but you need leaders yeah. for that. And yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the Arteta point. Who got interviewed first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eddie Howe, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. How calm was he? Oh, massively calm. Who got interviewed second? Yeah. And he was still raging like a baby. So he was. when he turned around and said, he, he didn't give Newcastle any credit at no. all, where... Um, straight away, and even if in his um, after interviews about that, Martinelli said he's like one of the best players in the league. He just it just speaks volumes about how you conduct yourself and how you don't. And Eddie Howe must have got seriously pissed off last night with all that jockeying about for him to then say to say something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Mark just with Arteta as well. Before we move on, I mean. You know, Arsenal have been class this season, no doubt, right? Top of the league. Uh, the only team they, they failed to score against uh, is, is us, actually, which is quite funny. Um, but twice. I think t- twice, yeah. T- talking about a title race, um, if Arteta's losing his rag on the 3rd of January, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of football to go before he, he you know, he wins that league, mate. If he's losing the blob now, you know, he needs to watch what he's doing. I don't want to invoke Keegan. But there was a very, very similar sort of reaction where, where teams, you know, teams are gonna gonna play a little bit dirty, a little bit. Yeah, Look, we we were we were pissing and moaning the other day about Leeds, weren't we? And and they did exactly the same sort of thing. They they didn't show quite as much ambition as Newcastle did last night, but. Look, it, it's going to happen when you've got a team that's packed full of flair players like they have. You disrupt them. It's how you. It's it's how you you, you stop them influencing the game. You give them, and you know you get niggly. You, you know you put them on the deck a couple of times. You take the yellow card to try and just disrupt the the play. If you can't cope with that now, when there's still what twenty games to go, then. They, they're going to struggle to keep that lead against City because he'll come unstuck and he might have his Keegan moment. Um, so, yeah, apologies for, for invoking the Keegan uh, rant, but he, he, it was, <laughs> there, was, there were shades of it, definitely. 
There was. But, I mean, he's an inexperienced yeah. manager, though. You know, and, and I think he's he's up against an experienced manager in Pep Guardiola. In you know, Klopp should be there, but he's not, which is great. I love that Turkish teeth bastard. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Howe is, as you say, Carl, he's the personification of calm, isn't he? I don't think you can rattle this guy. I, I think he's he's not he's not that way. That's the most emotional we've seen him, and all he did was go yeah. fuck off. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which is great. It was <laughs> it was quite funny that uh, Mad Dog. Um, <laughs> Him over, and it all sort of like went like that. He must, he must have just like give him the wink and went, Yeah, sort of. My <laughs> time must have went, Oh, shit, I don't want to mess with him. Well, I think it was, um, is it Henry? Who's the guy that writes for the someone winter? Is it, is it Henry Winter? No, yeah, Henry Winter, yeah, yeah. He basically turned around and wrote an article and said that basically Arteta, the what out he, he got outclassed by um Eddie Howe last night in terms of, yeah. From yeah. a tactical point of view, and like you've just said, then Pep knows Arteta because they've worked together. So if there's mm. one person that you don't want chasing you, is your person who's pretty much taught you everything you know, like exactly. the Jordan, exactly. Jordan buddy Skywalker scenario, because <laughs> he's going to know everything that you know, and he's going to be able to wind you up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Lot to learn you have, Mr. Arteta. Yes. Absolutely. But uh, no. well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But Newcastle United definitely showed last night that there's no, there's no fluke this. We belong in amongst that top four. If we're able to play like that against a team like that who's played as well as they have, it shows you different sides of our game. We've got the quality. We've also got the grit to dig in and get draws like that. So absolutely phenomenal result. We were buzzing. And uh, long may this uh, continue. Just uh, Mark's just nipped off there, but we're going to just jump into the next section. Um, transfer links. Oh, he's back. He's back. As soon as I say transfer, the stat man's back in the house. He's, he's like got ears on sticks. He's straight back in. Uh, but obviously, there's loads of transfers. <laughs> it's like Spidey sense tingling. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's loads of players being linked to the club, Mark. Obviously, the transfer windows. Look, we've been doing loads of rumour hazard video, guys. If you haven't checked them out, they're up on the channel. Um, Mark goes into overdrive with stack computer, does some amazing work there. It gives you a real good insight into what these players could bring to Newcastle United if we sign them. But Mark, there seems to be a bit of a, of a growing noise about us getting a, a fullback here, doesn't it, mate? From uh, from La Liga. Do you want to just take that through? Yeah, so that the is it um, Ivan um, Fresneda from from Valladolid, who, who is actually today's video because it's been it's been over the last day or so. Um, so the 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 sort of the the talk from this afternoon or early this evening is that he has suggested that to uh, or it's been suggested to Sky that he's he said his goodbyes at Valladolid. Now that, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's coming to Newcastle um, but that there are a few other clubs that are, are interested but Newcastle seems to be the most likely destination for him um, mm. so that could very well be the next one in um, obviously after Garan Qual he's another young player um, full of potential he has the perfect player to play and be you know to, to learn from um, ahead of him in, in that squad in Trippier so it's um it looks like a very good one. Um, he definitely looks like a good player. Um, and, and again, it fit, we, we talk about this every week, don't we? It fits the bill. He's young. He's got plenty of potential about him. He will learn and he'll learn well under under Howe and, and alongside Trippier. Yeah, it's, it's like a contingency call, isn't it? Lee's just saying in the comments there, can't see us sign anybody to get into the 11. This, this uh, window, we're going to save that money for the summer, Eddie Howe has mentioned a bit about FFP and not stitching yourself up for, for future windows. There is some incredible deals that could be done in this window with some great players. I know that uh, Roger's already mentioned a couple there, Mads and Tillemans. Um, these young lads, call, I think it just shows you how far the club has come, building a contingency plan for the future. We've got this unbelievable player right back. He's a leader. He's not just that. He's class. You know, he's up and down the line. His quality, his touch is crossing. You know, uh, the young lad... Um, you know, a friend Seca, he's, he's got he's got a bit of skill, he's got a bit of pace. He comes through the Real Madrid Academy, he's got something about him. And at 18 years old, he'll be playing in La Liga like he has been doing. He's obviously got potential. Um, this is a great plan by the club, isn't it, to get this lad to learn under Kieran Trippier and then hopefully step in to his shoes in a couple of years when he retires. Well, yeah, and I, what I will say is a club that's been really good at it over the years is Chelsea. And what they've yeah. done is they've signed 
everybody. And then <laughs> if they don't, like I think at one point I, I read that they had 34 players out on loan. Ridiculous, now, man. The reason, why the reason why they're able to spend, and it will catch up with them at some point, but the reason why they're able to spend two, three hundred million, and then they're on about spending another 150 million or 200 million in this January transfer window is because they're buying these players like what we're trying to do now. Um, and then they're seeing a potential, even if they don't get into the first team, that they may end up going on to um, another club in Europe for, you know, treble, quadruple the money that you're buying them for. Yeah. So like like they did with De Bruyne and Salah and that in the past. Yeah. They've done that before, haven't they? Yeah. What, what you're buying is you're buying that promise and talent and they might mm. not fit into what you're... They might not kick on, but they might... The, 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 the buy-on fee, which is something that Ashley always used to look for, but we're trying to do it in a way where we develop the first team, but we also develop that development bit underneath. And I think it's a really, really shrewd bit of business by the club that they could turn, like they might sign 15, 20 players like this, Chris, and we might get five class players from yeah. it. And then we might sell 10 of those players and make hundred million pound profit, which goes straight and back into the FFP, which keeps on rearing its ugly head all the time. <laughs> But City, yeah, City are getting involved in this too, aren't they? Now, where, where they, they go yeah, and yeah. sign up these players, and you've only got a look yeah. at the likes of, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, David Lu uh, um, Douglas Louise, who went to Villa, um, yeah, you know, bought him for, for, for really next to nothing, um, never played a game for the club, sold him on for 20 odd million, um, had a buyback clause in the contract. That's where Newcastle will want ahead. Um, it's the same thing that Barcelona do. Um, you know, all the all those clubs that have that sort of youth set up, and it's where Newcastle will want to be. They, they're gonna want to have that in their locker where they can bring these players in for three, four, five million pounds along the way, sell yes. them on for 20 because they know they're not all gonna make it. Um, so and then you'll get the gems, you'll get the likes of the Alvarezes, and you'll get the likes of um. Oh, well, brain's gone completely, completely mush. But you, you get the point where you, you get these players in young. Um, you take them from from elsewhere. You develop them, and then they become stars. Look at the two players are, uh, playing for Arsenal now from City: Sinchenko and Jesus. Yeah, sold them for yeah. eighty-five million quid, and then went and signed Harlan for sixty odd because they're in a <laughs> position. They're in a position where they're up here. And people want, will want to sign for them, but they've obviously had that progression. And I've just seen yeah. one of the comments there where they're saying that we're ahead of schedule in terms of where we are. In terms of the transfers, I think I think it's on a bit of a knife edge in terms of where the club will go. Eddie Howe said it's a day-to-day -day process where they're looking at a day-to-day. -day. For me, I I think we're short of a of a of a. I'm not saying a Bruno type player, but someone of that quality in the middle of the park to, mm -hmm. to work alongside um Willick and or Longstaff and Bruno, someone to work alongside them to to get into the Champions League. Because yeah. so I think I think we do need to sign a, a player in January to play in central midfield because I think an, estab an established player, maybe someone like Tillemans Carl, someone like that. You know, well, for 15, yeah, 20 someone like him or this young lad that we were linked with the other day from Boca Juniors. I mean, I've not yeah. seen them play, but Valera, I, know, yeah. I know everybody can have a good highlights reel, but I do think we need mm. to we need to be sensible. And I think one of the things that uh, Jamie Rubin said when they went to Saudi Arabia in one of the fans' forums, he said that yes, FFP is obviously there. We need to be smart, keep our powder dry, so we can go big in in, in stages. And I think if we're in Europe, we will go big again. But he said if there's a player there that we want, we will spend the money. And I think that's the case. Let's see what Leicester are going to be like in terms of, you know, it's interesting that we've recalled uh, Dubravka when we've got Carl Darlow and we've got um, Larice, uh, the other guy. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that develops because if they want to, have a make weight now. We've got extra players to maybe look to move out. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting because Dubravka was on the bench. It could possibly be that maybe Darlow is the make weight. But I, I do think we'll go back to Leicester 
and we'll test the result, possibly for Tillemans. I think Madison might be overpriced uh, until the summer, but Tillemans is obviously going to go for Pina or nothing um, if they don't do anything about it now. So it's their only chance to really get anything. Mark, there was another young player as well that's been linked to us, which is uh, is this young lad here, um, which is a Brazilian wonder kid, Mateus Franca. Um, there's a lot of news bubbling up about this kid. Um, that apparently, the, the move to Newcastle is pretty much imminent. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do a room hazard video on this lad as well with his stats and everything as best as we can. But, but again, this plays back into the bolstering up that the next generation type squad. I mean, we might get lucky if you remember way back when. I know he's probably not in the same conversation here because if this kid's a Brazilian wonder kid caught in the attention of all the major European super clubs. But when we signed uh, Iosi Perez from Tenerife for something after like 1.7 million, he was meant to be a development player. He ended up being a, a real focal point in the side. So it can happen, Major. Do you think some of these yeah. young lads, if we get them, might break through? You know, likes of Quara, likes of Franca, maybe? That, that's it. You, you buy your ticket, don't you? Um, you? You take your chance with the, the, these lads and if they're, if they're good enough to come in, great. It's a, it's a massive, massive bonus. If you have to develop them for one or two years, then then that's fine. You haven't you haven't spent an awful lot of money. I think he was being touted for around twelve or thirteen million. Which um, is nothing, is it? Yeah. Which is which? I think again, uh, a little bit like Alan um, Varela was was sort of um, release clause. Um, so that might be that might be the way that this works. So, but again, it, it's that that play that's probably not ready for the first team and would need a little bit of bedding in, you know, go go back to the way that, that Eddie Howe sort of bedded in Bruno when he first came to the club. And he was an established player in Europe at that point. Took him a yeah. few games to get him in. These might take a little bit longer, but they, they show massive, massive promise. Um, so that, that yeah. it's just, it, it goes to show that the, the scouting network is, is looking everywhere for these players. You, You've only got to look at the, the, the signing of, of Qual, haven't you, to, to know that they're they're stretching far and wide to yeah. to bring in these players that could, could be the future and you know bolster that 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 younger setup. Well, this this boy's got four goals in seventeen games for Flamengo. So he obviously is a bit of an attacking threat as well, which, which which is brilliant. But as Carl rightly says, we could end up being like like what Chelsea do and and build that conveyor belt of quality players that that, that get well coached. You know, we've got Carrick's brother in there now. He's a really um, you know good coach. He's got a great pedigree. You know, for developing players, so you never know. You know, we could even load them down the road at Middlesbrough as well. But Michael Carrick's playing some great stuff there. So yeah, yeah, it's it's all good behind the scenes. And I'm laughing this comment here. I think you pulled this up in the chat. I think uh, Mark was it you that said that the Chronicle just surpassed themselves with their shite uh, rumors. That I mean, this was doing the rounds about Harry Kane. I mean, listen, Harry Kane's a phenomenal player, right? There's no doubt about that. But we're not going to go and spunk whatever 150 million quid on Harry Kane over lads. I mean, that's just nonsense, isn't it? If they, if they're worried about effort, go on. I was going to say, if they're worried about FFP, they're not going to spend 150 million on 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 Harry Kane or that. I mean, let's let's let's. You might as well just double that and get Mbappe. You might as well. Fuck it. Why not? You know. Um, Griezmann's already told him how great we are on, on his uh, football exactly. manager game, so uh, exactly. <laughs> he, might, he might as well sign him. Mate. But, but yeah, I think there, there will be loads of players linked to the club. I mean, just going back to Craig's comment there before, and, and you backed it up as well, Carla. I do think that looking at that squad, um, listen, we, we, were, we were brilliant last night against Arsenal. We really dug in. But the one thing I couldn't help but notice, and it's not a negative, when you're digging into those games like that and you, you're absorbing the pressure, you just need that little bit more quality to nick you that goal, to get it 1-0, 2-0, whatever it may be. And we were lacking that a bit last night. Wilson was off form. Bruno was too busy going back than going forward. You know, Joe Litton and Willock were obviously covering Burns' arse. If we had somebody like a Madison or a Tillemans just to get the ball from 25 yards, just go, you know what, bang, top corner. I think that's the bit we're missing. And, and there is some really quality players this window lads that we could go for. And I'd be quite disappointed if the club aren't looking at some established players that, you know, why would you not want to come to this club call right now, the way we're going, the way we're playing, yeah. everybody talking about it. Look how class the manager is. Look what he gets out of players. He's turned Almiron from a bag of shite to the best right winger in the league. He's turned Joe Litton from a mishitting striker to Patrick Vieira. You know, like, why wouldn't you want to come and sign for this guy? And I think established players would do it. Well, one of the big famous um, sayings was you'd have to um, offer more money to come to Newcastle instead of um, Brentford because you'd oh, yeah. pay less money to go to Brentford that. if by a certain idiot that's on talk's board. 
However, you look at the club as a whole, you look at the region and what it's got to offer now, and because the likes of Trippier came as the first one over the line, the likes of the Bruno that they got, Botman, who was touted yeah. for um, by Maldini, because he obviously, Maldini knows how to defend, so he's obviously saw something in Botman. I think that there isn't anything stopping Newcastle getting these players. But my only worry, and we've had this, this has been mentioned in the chat about which one you would you take, as I don't want to start signing 32, 33-year-old mercenaries who are a covenant at the back end of their career. For instance, like N'Golo Kante, you'd have to pay him a lot of money. He was being quite injured. Yeah. Don't get it wrong, he's a quality player. But I think signing someone like him would disrupt the, 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 the harmony with the, with the club. And I think I'd rather go for another player who was on that list as a Tillemans or a or yeah. a Trossard at um, Brighton, who it seems to be all of a sudden out of favour. I don't know what's happened there. He didn't think, play last night. Yeah, I think I Mark, you, you said. I think you said Mark that having Brighton um, took up the option to extend his contract or something, and because he's out of contract, isn't he? It was yeah. He sort of in the some of the uh, the media outlets last night that they had taken up the option to extend his contract um, until twenty twenty four. So that it looks mm. like they've they've got an, at least another eighteen months with him. Um, I mean, it guarantees them a fee, I guess, um, if they do move him on in in the summer. So they'll, they'll maybe keep him until the summer and then and potentially sell him at that point. Um, yeah. Is a kind of player you don't want to lose for nothing because that it, it would it's it, he's such a good footballer you, you just don't want that walking out the door. Um, yeah. So it's it's yeah. I mean that makes sense. You might still see movement because they can now they can now command a fee, um, and and you know what Brighton will will do. They're they're in that almost money ball esque sort of way yeah. that they they bring in these players at for, for next to nothing and. They'll make a fortune on some of them, the likes of him. Um, Casido. Casido is the other yeah, one as well. One. Where they make a fortune on them. Well, they won't do that anymore because we've got Ashworth now. So let's hope what we <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you what's an interesting one. Uh, just I'm going to throw this name at you. It's not just a simple yes or no, right? So on that list of players that was our contract this summer, we haven't got the list to pull up, but there was one player on there that caught my eye, right? Now, on his day, he can be superb. Now, I don't know if he passes PK's test, though, so that might give you an indication. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Carl, Wilfred Zaha, yes or no? I'd have him. I'd have him. Mark? Is he too short-term? How old is he now? A couple, of, a couple of years with him, 10, 12 goals a season, create goals. What? He's big, 30 big now? Game player. I mean... Yeah, I, I get the I sort of get the point. You, you've brought in Trippier, who's, who's that age. Does he 32. does he give you enough? I'd certainly like him. You look like watching him from down that left hand side because he gives you the the the, the flipped option to to Almiron down down the right. Um, he's not going to cost an awful lot. <laughs> I think in terms of in terms of fee or anything. So wages will be high because of that, but that evens itself out a bit. Yeah, I think, twat, me, says Roger. I think the only way <laughs> the only way that he comes into this club, and he has a bit of a, a bit of a curveball. The only way that he comes into the club is if Sam Maximan leaves. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I, I still think, and, and you're right there. Nash is saying it as well. Is he any better than ASM? I'm not so sure. I think in terms of a goal threat, Ashy is better than ASM because from from a goal threat, um, he he will score goals. Zaha, does he create? Enough, I don't know, but he's not really had any good centre forwards to, to pass it to, so he's had to go and score himself. But you, I'm not sure ASM is an Eddie Howe player long term call. I'm, I'm with you know, I'm I really have my doubts on that. I just don't think he is. But I think with someone like Howe, with someone like Howe to put his arm around him, which mm. he's just proved what he's done with the players that you've just mentioned before, the Almirons and the Joe Lintons of this world, then yeah, you will you'll get a bigger fee for um. Sam Maximum than you would get for Saha. No, so, yeah, yeah. So, so what you've got to do here is, from a pragmatic point of view, is look at FFP if this is what we've got to do now. So, Ashworth even said in an interview that sometimes you might have to sell before you're then able to move on to the next level. How how much would yeah. you get for Sam Maximum now? Forty million, fifty million. 
possibly mid forties, maybe maybe fifty at a push. If he was on form going into a window, um, Jack saying that he thinks they're both equally inconsistent. Mark. Yeah, they are. Rogers, yeah, Rogers saying he's more of a goal scorer. I was going to say, yeah, definitely. He's he's got forty five league goals in the last five seasons, so he, he's definitely much more of a goal threat. However, the the caveat that I would throw at that is he is the player that pretty much everything goes through for Palace. Yeah. So true. he's going to be, he takes the penalties. He's always <laughs> going to do that. But that's my, I think that's my biggest thing. He is a fucking ginger, is, he? is a moaning Moaning constantly, week in, week out. Do you really he is quite, he is, he is one of the most foul players in the league, though. I give you that, he oh, is. And all I'll say is, we. this is obviously hypothetical at the moment. We're just saying on names. But the thing is, hmm. he's not being caught by Eddie Howe. And if we're saying Eddie Howe's this like True. messiah that can turn players around, yeah. at Newcastle right now, the biggest thing I think on Eddie Howe's shopping list would be attitude, would be right at Very the top. Very true. Yeah, yeah. So, be the, right, the right mentality. So yeah. He might not fit his bill, but if he, if he speaks to him, and says, mm. this is what I want to do, you either buy into it or you don't, then, yeah. well, as I say, that's the only way, that's the only way that I could ever see him coming into the club is if you if you let Maxi go, because obviously you're balancing the books more, then you, you're making a profit, aren't you? Yeah. I think I'd get more than 40 quid from Roger. I think you might have missed the M off the back of that, mate. He's, he's worth more than 40, nigger. <laughs> uh, Craig's saying uh, he thinks that, you know, last night proved that trust, uh, how doesn't trust... Um, Maxi defensively is uh, Saha any better than Mark sneakily said Lewis Saha we had him once upon a time on loan he was shite wasn't he when he was, was on loan he couldn't do anything oh, mess. But, he went to Manchester United he did he did <laughs> went to Man United Fulham and Man United he was class but uh, it's an interesting one I, I do think like I say there's some quality players to be had here uh, Rogers just corrected himself there. I thought you meant that mate um, there, there is some quality players to be had here that could improve the team but you're, you're totally right Carl it's got to be the right character. It's got to be the right mentality. Eddie Howe is very, very honest about that. I don't think Eddie Howe would even go after a player if he... Because football's football's a very insidious game and people know who the dickheads are and they know who the wankers are because they either play a national football with the guy's teammate and go, what's he like? They go, he's a prick or whatever. Da, da, da. You know, so they'll know about players' mentality. Eddie Howe will know about players' mentality. Ashworth will know about them. You know, so I think we won't go after the wrong type of player. So whoever we do go after and we ever we do sign... I think will definitely be the the right character, no doubt. So we're just going to finish up, lads, with with an FA Cup preview because the league's on hold this weekend. Uh, we're in FA Cup action. Uh, we're live on a BBC at six o'clock. So hopefully we've got Sheer on, going like a Cheshire cat here. Do we? Uh, we're taking on Sheffield Wednesday uh, down at uh, down at is, is, it, is it a home? Is it home or Hillsborough? Hillsborough. Hillsborough. I thought it was. It's the it's the Leicester games at home, and they got me wires crossed there. Um, so Mark, I mean Sheffield Wednesday. Old school Premier League team for guys our age, so the Chris Waddles and the Benito Carbonis of the world. But they've, they've obviously drifted away to the wilderness. They're second in League Two. Uh, Barry Bannon still plays for them, I think. He's got to be about 49 now, or Barry Bannon, anyway. <laughs> I think he's about the same age as Chris Waddle, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. But um, do you see Newcastle mixing it around a bit, changing the, the lineup? And do you see Newcastle getting through this in the next round, mate? I think so. I think yes to, to both of those. I think that that you know Sheffield Wednesday are probably going to be coming back up out of League One this season. They're you know they're in good form. Yeah. A second, they're, they're, says, sitting, yeah. they're sitting second in the league. They're going to be no mugs. It is a potential banana skin in that regard. We all know what happened last year in the FA Cup at this stage. Um, so you know I don't think. For one second, Eddie's going to take it lightly. I do think that they they, they will um, th there will be changes to to the side. I think you, you're going to see the likes of probably Lascelles come in um, to to play. Um, I, I think I dropped into the chat of the the post game last night. You might actually see Lascelles get booked as he's on the pitch this time instead of getting booked for being on the you know on the on the sideline. Um, but yeah, I think there will be one or two rested. Like you touched on earlier, I think you might see Isaac in the squad. I'm not sure you'll see minutes unless you know it's he gets the odd five or ten minutes at the end of the game just as a just as a run out if if the you know if the game's clear. But it's going to be a good yeah. test. Definitely, I'd quite like to see Elliot Anderson Cole get a get a start in this game. He's yeah. 
He's been he's been in and out with injury. He had some promising bursts, didn't he, at the start of the season? And we're all just waiting. I know PK is because he calls him Jordi Maradona and he loves him. Uh, we're all just waiting for this this game that Eddie, Eddie Anderson sparks in the life. Uh, do you think this could be the one of the weekend, mate? Well, he played at uh, Bristol um, Rovers, didn't he? He did. Um, on loan. In, yeah. It was in League. Was it League, League Two at the time? That was League Two, League yeah. And they got promoted to League One. So yeah. I think it's he's much better than that standard. Um, so I think yeah. he would come in. He should come in. Um, I think he should bring Sam Maxman in. I think Chris Wood will start. Um, Murphy will probably go on on the, on the right. Um, Almiron will get rested. Um, yeah. We've not really got great options in midfield in terms of bringing um, people in. So it may be a case of Longstaff, Willick um, in the middle, Bruno might get a rest, um, and there might be a it might be a youthful um, bench. But with Matt Target being out now for a while, we've not really got any options at left back because Paul Signal Dummett um, is still injured. Matt Ritchie probably might start at left back because he's done it. He before. might get a game, yeah. Ritchie might yeah. get a game, yeah. and then obviously you've got Lascelles. But like you might then bring Byrne back into centre back and have Lascelles. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lascelles and um, uh, Lascelles and um, Byrne playing as a partnership, maybe, and then obviously yeah, Trippier. I think Trippier'll stay. I think because you, you always want that calmness on the pitch, um, and that's, so I think there'd be a, quite a bit of a change in terms of. And I'm not sure who he'd put in goal. He might have Dubravka in goal, or he might have. If if I've, I've seen some comments about if he gets registered for, he can't get registered for anybody else now. So you might just play him. There is there is a rumor knocking around that Debravka will play at the weekend, and that if that does happen, right. that means he's staying. Um, because you, I think the ruling is still that you can't play for for more than two. You can be registered and not play in an official competition. Um, and because he's not played yet, I think that means he can still move on and, and play elsewhere within Europe. Um, I think I put in the comments earlier on one of the one of the lads from Forest that moved from Watford at the start of the season now can't yeah. play anywhere else, and he's right. off to the Middle East. I don't um, understand. I, I don't understand the reason why he's, he's come back. If it's if it's other than to move on, because he obviously we signed um, Larice, um and we've got Darlow so and we've got Gillespie and we've got that new young kid that young keeper as well so we're well versed in that goalkeeping players yeah. I just don't understand why you would be brought back uh, if it's not yeah. to be moved on Paul, Paul saying there but why not play Carius I think it was Craig Hope had, had tweeted something about the Carius I think his contract needs to be decided upon by the 16th of January and then they can right. end it and then send them on his way so I've got a feeling if Dubravka's coming back and he does start at the weekend against Sheffield Wednesday then he probably isn't getting sold but if Darlow starts um, and he's not even in the squad um, potentially you know then yeah. there could be some movement I think we might see some of the young boys I mean we'll try and throw up a bit of a match preview as best as we can on the channel but I think we'll see maybe the young left back is it Matthew Bondswell who had a little cameo in pre-season games and he looked quite good he looked, had a bit of pace about him had a little bit of something about him obviously Joe White had a, a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a turn as well as he Dylan Stevenson might get a bit of a sniff he had some game time in in, in Saudi Arabia so you know we might possibly see some of the younger players Alex Murphy and so forth might might get a bit of a chance um, but I think how it's taken the cups really seriously, and that's that's class because we've yeah. bombed out of cups for so many seasons, haven't we, lads? But we've just we've thrown yeah. together makeshift sides and just limped out. But I don't think he'll do that. Um, and the fact, but, but the fact we've got two games so close together, I think the Leicester game will be the priority game over the the Sheffield Wednesday game. So I, I think I think we'll we'll go for a stronger side against Leicester in the Carabao yeah, than we yeah. will do against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. I reckon, lads, at the weekend. Definitely. Yeah, I, think, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. I think we've got enough to win. And, uh, you know, that'll be class to get through the next round of a cup and, and just go to these games being, you know, excited and happy again. But that, that's just pretty much wrapped up then, lads, for this week. Another class show. Thank you so much, boys, for, for coming on and, and, and talking Newcastle United. Thank you to everybody in the comments as well. We really appreciate it. Um, it really helps the, the channel flow. 
if you if you can please like this um video as well it helps get around youtube and as i mentioned at the start i think mark threw it in the comments if you are new tonight and you've just checked us out for the first time click that subscribe button come and join us it's just under carl's magnificent beard there click that button and uh <laughs> there he is and uh you know you'll not regret it they have loads of crack and ever more um you know live shows two a week and pop up videos especially the transfer window always good to see what these players are all about but until then let's keep supporting that team McCoy United. bring on the fa cup at the weekend and uh, another another win for the magpies we'll catch you later cheers guys, Take care, guys.